When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Max and I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences, which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Chip, chip, baroo. I love it. You know what that reminds me of? Um, you know. Cindy Lauper. No. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. No. Do you know um, me at all? Um, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh. I love that movie. I love that song. I love both. I love Cindy Lauper. Me too. Um, welcome to our Cindy Lauper podcast. Today we will be dis- dissecting the song time after time, and we'll be dance. We'll be interpretive dancing to it too. If you want to like check out Romeo our YouTube channel, Bob's credits on YouTube. No, just kidding. We got the podcast on there on YouTube. If anyone wants to listen on there, yeah. Okay, don't get too excited over there, Skylar. We've got a podcast to to talk about, okay. or we've got a show to talk about here. Yep. Um, it's about Bob's Burgers and the end credit sequences. It sure is. It's a good episode. It is a good episode, and we'll get into that right after we play a little Bob pun or... Max pun. Yes. All right, got to redeem myself from last week. Last week was brutal. It was an absolute beat town. So let's see if you can get some right this time, huh? Okay. The Chicory Dickory Dock Burger. <laughs> Bob? Max? How do you put chicory in a burger? Uh, I don't know. I don't oh, know a coffee what... rub. A coffee rubbed burger. Oh, there you go. You don't know what chicory is? I don't is? know what chicory is. My grandma loved chicory coffee. Chicory coffee is um, the coffee you have at Cafe du Monde at, in New oh, Orleans. Okay. Then yeah. I do like it. Um, your next pun is the little chop of horseradish burger. Bob. Yes. Okay. You there tried you to go. trick me. You there tried you to go. trick me. You've, you've, um, killed the losing streak. Okay. Your next pun is your ass is lemongrass burger. I'm trying to think your ass is grass. I feel like that was in something we watched recently. I say it to Biscuit all the time. No, I don't say that. <laughs> what do I say? 
Uh, I'm up here, you big horse's ass. Max. Yes. yes. Okay, here you go. Here's her big comeback. Your final pun is the baguette out of my dreams, baguette into my car burger. Bob. Max. Damn it. Baguette. Baguette out of my dreams. <laughs> you have it's to so look at to, your phone. <laughs> it's hard to sing that. Baguette okay. into my car. I, I should have sung it the first time. I feel like a child sitting at like a counter. Like I gotta. Because you slip down. Yeah, the, I gotta like, pull the, like, my couch and. Oh you fall. my god! Okay, I'm an adult again. Should we get a booster seat? No. No, she's not. That's what my driver's ed teacher asked me in front of. Okay, so I went to an all-girls school. So we had a brother school and I took driver's ed at the brother school. So, you know, you're like 15 and very self-conscious around. I was certainly self-conscious around boys. And my driver's ed teacher said, should we get you a booster seat? Oh, man. Yeah. Did your, did your world just crumble? I said no. No. No, thank you. No. Sir, you your, terrify me. Your ass is lemongrass, sir. Yeah. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. Skylar, can we... <laughs> You sounded like my mom. Skylar. Skylar. Sky, I'm going to do the Tell whole thing. Love- <laughs> Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season four, episode 19, please? The title is The Kids Run Away. When Louise learns she needs to have a cavity filled, she escapes out Dr. Gap's window and hits the road. Determined to get her to return home, Linda strikes up a deal with her. If she can survive the weekend at Aunt Gail's, she doesn't have to get the cavity filled. Tina goes undercover to push Linda's agenda, even going so far as recommending they watch a live performance of Aunt Gail's poetry. This episode came out on April 27, 2014. It was written by Rich Rinaldi and directed by Boo Wong Lim and Kyung Hee Lim. I'm, I think. How's my accent? I was just going to say, I think oh. it's horrible. Oh, um, I think. Everybody thinks Texas accents are the easiest to do, and technically they're really easy to do, but on TV, it is very hard to sound like you have, that you're not a caricature. Well, I also think Texas is a huge state. Yeah. And the accents differ from different areas of Texas. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, it's not... Like, you're not like, oh, they have a northern accent or, oh, they have a southern accent. It's not like that, like it is in some parts of the world or some states. But I think, and Mayor of Easttown did a really good job. Like, generation by generation, the accent gets softer or it changes. Yeah, Um, you don't have a big accent, but your mom's is pretty heavy. I mean, I can't hear it, but you say it is. And then, like, my my dad's parents had a, I mean, very heavy accent accent they talk like this exactly yeah but i just want the record to show that i think it's very very hard to do a texas accent convincingly for tv and film got it mcconaughey yeah that's a texas accent yeah he's from texas right yeah oh yeah he's all like ut yeah yeah oh yeah loves Um, texas that's matthew mcconaughey we're talking about just in (laughs) case anyone was wondering do we have any fun facts about let's talk about this episode Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it for a second. How do you feel about it? What did you think? I love this episode. I mean, first of all... Season four is ending pretty strong. It's really good. Louise out on the run. She like pulls up her little bag from the lake. She's prepared for this day. is hysterical. Um, and I do have a question for you. So I read... Skimmed. 
Let's be real. I skimmed um, two reviews, and the AV Club gave this a B plus this episode, and then Paste Magazine gave this like a 9.5. So I just wanted to say, art is subjective, and just because someone scores something low doesn't mean it's not really good and vice versa. Keep that in mind for when we score the end credits at the Mm -hmm. end, everyone. So one of the reviewers had the point that they think that Bob's Burgers shines when the A story and the B story come together. It's just one plot, essentially. So we have Louise running away, Linda and Bob trying to, to um, you do not look like you're listening to me at Sorry, all. Sorry, Bisky jumped down on it. I wanted to pet him and I can't reach him. <laughs> okay. So... Do you think that's true? Do you think it's better when, like, the A story and B stories kind of, like, collide? Not better, but kind of more satisfying. Does that make sense? And that's part of what made Seinfeld so amazing is that they had all these stories that kind of, like, ended up coming together in a nice, like, funny bow on top, you know? But I don't think they necessarily have to come together to be a better episode. Um, Or maybe not come, come together isn't the right term, but it's, like... It's all one story, essentially. I'm just going to keep an eye out for it. I don't feel that way about Christmas in the car. That was an example of, like, the family being in on one thing. But something like um, the episode when Bob teaches at Tina's school, that's great. Like, the mom world, the parent world, and the kids world, it's like this one thing. I I thought that was really good. Yeah, I guess it's like, it's it feels like less two stories to me. And more just like two parts of a story. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like there's this That's part That's what where, he means. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to say that. Okay. You um, have some fun facts for us from this episode? I thought you were going to have like a more firm opinion on if you thought Bob's thrives. I'm going to have to pay attention to it now. Yeah, I will too. I don't, I don't think that you can say that. I think they do both things brilliantly. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. That's why. But let's yeah. pay attention. Sure. Okay, so when Louise calls her parents to say she's not coming home and she says, don't bother tracing this call, do you know what movie that's referencing? No. Apparently, it's Silence of the Lambs. Oh. I think it works as like a genre call Yeah. in general, but apparently that's the movie. Uh, I think that's a reach, uh, uh, internet sleuths. <laughs> Um, well, I think he might say that exact line. Don't trace this call. Yeah. So it's a parody of Hannibal Lecter's line when he talks to Clarice at the ending of Silence of the Lambs. We should rewatch that. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's been a while. Maybe for Halloween. So I don't really have any other fun facts. Just small little, maybe you could call them Easter eggs. I'm not even sure if you could. But Dizzy Dog appears on Jean's toy. Oh, that's big. Because we were wondering what. They're like obsessed with Dizzy Dog. This season. Yeah. I don't know. He appeared. He's a statue at the pier. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. And, and he so. was on, um, he was on the bro, not the brochure, but whatever regular size Rudy was reading on that train episode. And then both family fracas and Pam's court can be seen playing when Louise is watching TV over at Aunt Gail's. Oh, that's fun. I feel like we should just dig into the episode a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, first of all, we get Gail back. Always love having Gail on. Megan Mullally does her voice. Always kills it. Um, we get Dr. Yap back, who's 
I've said is not my favorite, but I enjoy him more in this episode than I enjoyed I, him in. Yeah, I wanted uh, to talk about this. The last one, which was my big fat Greek Bob. He was so annoying in that it's episode. It's almost like he's two different characters. I agree. And so I loved him in this episode, and I knew you probably did too. He's like reluctant. He's like intrigued by Louise and also really annoyed by her. And he's way more of a straight man in this episode, and I think it works so much better. I agree. He was such a villain in My Big Fat Creep Bob. So weird. And it was weird. Yeah, it was like annoying, but like he's so good in this episode. That's Ken Jung does the voice. Um, okay, wait. I just realized... That they are going back to Dr. Yap after they learn that he stores his patient saliva and everything he did in that, in that, my big fat Greek Bob or whatever that is. So Bob's burgers to go back to this dentist who (laughs) was such a fucking creeper. But he's normal now. Maybe, Um, maybe he like got sober or like this is like the real him. He was going through some things. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we haven't seen him for a while, so maybe he's he's kind of bettered himself, and he's a nice guy in this because he's willing to, in order to make sure Louise gets her cavity, he joins in and like the whole like um, let's pretend like we're spies or let's like pretend like she needs to do it's this to like so save the world. Cute, yeah. And then of course Teddy's there, and it's like, why are you here? But I love that you're here, and I love that you really want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Doctor Yap's line. When he stands up from the floor after the cavity is filled and he's like, that wasn't inconvenient at all or like something like that. How do you feel about Gale Force wins the board game? Amazing. It's so funny because um, Skylar and I are going through an entire rewatch of Always Sunny in Uh Philadelphia right now from season one to Stevenson 143. And we were just watching the Charlie McDennis episode where they create their own board game. And it's so similar to like Gale Force Wins that they just create these board games that are impossible to play and impossible to win. And I just wanted to see two shows doing that at the same time. It works. It's really funny. I I want to tell you this last night. I would play that game with you. Charlie McDennis? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would not play Gale Force Wins okay. with you. Okay. Um, would we have to... Um, nail in the board because one of us would get so upset that they we don't yeah. we would flip the board like yeah, mac exactly that. yeah so i really like this episode and in one of the other reviews i was reading i thought um he made a point that we often make which is more of the ushy gushy feelings about bob but he said because all the kids are at gale we get to see these two people linda and bob as a child-free couple, and they really love each other, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and one of the things that is so, like, healing, I know you guys are rolling your eyes when I say healing, but I think one of the things why this show feels so safe and you can rewatch it, and if you're having a hard day, it just brings you back down <laughs> to a better place, um, is that there's just real love between everyone they're a weird family that has hard things with money and this and that and chaos going on all around them but they're not a dysfunctional family there's so much stable love in this family and that's what i love you're absolutely right i don't think there's you know anyone who's rolling their eyes at that yeah no one is if they're watching bobs they're bobs fans they they get that that's exactly what's wonderful about the show yeah how do you feel about you know, Louise being the star of this episode. Great. 
I think she's so she, funny. I think like you pointed out, the fact that she has a runaway bag that she set up <laughs> when she was seven <laughs> is hilarious. So Louise. Yeah. She can carry an episode effortlessly. And I wonder if that's what they'll do with the movie. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about Gail and her game. And her poetry and her disgusting apartment and her... Her um, anger that she can't have a fifth, fourth cat from the pound. Yeah, and her <laughs> method to sleep soundly. Oh, pretend like, pretend that like worked world, for me. <laughs> pretend like the world is ending and there's no men left, so it's okay that she's sleeping alone. But that's what's brilliant about this episode. Like, you, it works by itself. Like, Aunt Gail doing this ridiculous thing to fall asleep. It works by itself. But then you understand it even more when you finally see her do it. And she's like, it's okay to sleep by myself because there's no men alive. And then it pays off at the end of the episode to get Louise um, to get the cavity because she's using this technique that she does for sleep as like the hero moment of the episode. So to me, that is like satisfying television writing. I agree. And it goes into what you just said about the heart too. Mm-hmm. It's, you've got this crazy aunt who drives everyone crazy and she's very clearly weird and- You don't a- want her living at home. Annoying. But she's a great aunt when it really mm-hmm. comes to um, this scenario, you know? And and what we'll see, we'll see the clip right before the end credits here and, and Bob and uh, Linda realize they've been outparented by yes. Yale and everyone's shocked. But, you know- just because she's crazy and annoying and this weirdo, she's still a good aunt. She still has a good heart. She still wants to help. I love that. And I think the people we're closest to are the people we think the least of. Like, we don't give enough credit to the people we've known for years and years and years. And, um, yeah, like, she totally steps up, and I love that. That seems like a good segue into watching this little like end clip and getting into these end credits what do you think yeah so they have just uh successfully filled louise's cavity and uh, they're kind of working their way out they're still playing the game hey you were good in there you too i'd do a mission with you anytime oh i hate to say it but i think gail outparented us maybe we should let her watch the kids more often oh maybe gail can move in with us be a full-time nanny i'm gonna call your bluff on that yes no 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 too late it's done see you at home gail gotcha happy things we should send into space Okay, so they're all playing in Dr. Yap's, like, waiting room. They're still mm-hmm. all shooting at each other. There's uh, Teddy and the kids and Gail while Bob and Linda are having this conversation. I love Louise's uh, numb cavity voice. Me too. It's so cute. I, it is so cute. This is also very reminiscent of the field trip episode where Louise is like, Dad... I love you. That yeah. kind of moment. Yeah. Anytime you get Louise sharing a tender moment yeah, with a family member, it's just the cutest because she's so closed off most of the time. Yeah. Um, okay. And then what do we see going into the end credits here, Skylar? All right. We see Gail's apartment in Bob's credits form, which means Gail is in color reading her poetry and her apartment is, you know, lightly sketched in black and white behind her. With kind of like this music playing over her reciting this poetry. Yes. And that's really what all we're going to see here. So let's listen to her recite some of the poetry. Okay. A jar of mayo. Magazine clippings of Scott Baio. That song that starts with Deo. 
Little cat, you're just like me. You go outside and squat to pee. Squat! 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 But I'm not done. Squat! The end. Okay, I figured I'd just let it play because other than the audio, there's not much going on except it's that shot of just Gail reciting her poem and yelling squat really loud a bunch of times. Yeah. What she did say was a jar of mayo, magazine clippings of Scott Bayo. Wait, but what thing, random things we should send to space? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Um, that song that starts with Deo. Um, and then it's little cat, you're just like me. You go outside and squat to pee. Squat, 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 squat. Okay, so I do need to get confirmation. She pees outside? I guess so. Maybe her toilet doesn't work. I-, I would not be surprised if it didn't work. Oh, I have to tell you one of my favorite parts of the episode. Her hate for, I think it's Rebecca upstairs. Yes. Because she thinks she's so cute is hysterical. So funny. Yeah. Um, okay, what do you think of these credits? Um, little disappointing because... So much kind of like happened with that like spy game. And I thought maybe they could mm-hmm. continue that in there. And we already heard Scale read this poem. Yeah. And, and seen this exact shot pretty much. Exactly. I, um, and I also get very annoyed when she keeps saying squat, which I know is the point. I do too. But it gets very annoying in the end credits. I, I felt a little how we felt annoyed at Linda and her psychic sounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like I've said this before I'm super sensitive to sound so sometimes I don't know if it's that but I I felt the exact same way I'll be like we'll be watching tv and I'll like be scratching my elbow and Skylar will be like can you please stop that I'm like how did you hear that <laughs> <laughs> one time you were like rolling fuzz in your fingers and I was like you you have to stop that. <laughs> okay here's maybe my theory I feel like a year ago when it was our first time watching this I was probably so enchanted and thrilled that we got to, because Aunt Gail is such a novel character and she's like the best, let's be honest. I think I was so thrilled and tickled that we got to hear it again. But now that we've seen the episode a handful of times, there's nothing, I wanted to hear her read a different poem. Yeah. At you, least. I, I sometimes wonder what is this deciding factor for these end credits. And I hope yeah. I hope someday we get, cast or crew member on here to talk with us a little bit and answer some of these questions like do they like if they have the time if they Mm -hmm. have kind of like the um the resources yeah and bandwidth do they do something a little more elaborate or do they find like sometimes they don't have the time sometimes they can't do this so they grab something from the episode that they can like just toss some music over or they you know I would assume. I mean, this is production. Sometimes you have a harder production week. Sometimes are the end credits written into the script. I don't know. I'm very very curious about all that. So, hey, if we've got any um, cast or crew that are listening at this point or any insiders who can offer any insight, DM DM us. We want to have you on the show. Maybe we'll do a little special bonus episode. Or just DM us the answer, too. That's true. I did like that. Okay, so the music is the theme song, right? Oh, I don't know. 
Oh, I thought so. But I have like a really bad ear, so you can tell me. But um, I did like that this felt like a spoken word musical piece now. Like her cadence as she was delivering it matched the music. So that was like a little bit different than the episode. But ultimately, I wanted something fresh and new. And to be honest, that last scene when they're still playing their game and Tina has her you know, hair dryer thing and Gene has his banana and stuff like that is so much more satisfying than these end credits. I agree. Should we score them? Sure. Or you still want to talk about them a little bit more? No, no, let's score them. Okay. We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's A. Mm-hmm. You want to go? You want me to go? You can go. I am going to give these credits a... Six H's. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I went between a five and six, but um, I think I give a five to Mazel Tina. Mm-hmm. And I guess this one's a little bit better just because it's... Hmm. You know what? I'm going to give it 5.5 H's. Yeah. It's it's a little like comparing apples and oranges. Because mm-hmm. um, I might say that I liked... Them being in the kitchen after that crazy event. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they like invited the uh, the bubby over. So what did we give that? I'm giving it five H's. I'm coming down. Okay. I'm going to come down to you. It. Yeah. Technically, this is a scene lifted. Mm-hmm. There's not much new added except more squawking, which hurts my ears a little bit. And I don't think that you necessarily grab new information upon rewatching. It's not rewatchable. Yeah. Maybe if we heard a new poem, a different one of her other yeah. poems, but I yeah. don't. Yeah. I'll it's meet just, your five. Okay. Cool. Thank you everyone for listening. Follow us on social media. Bob's credits. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob's credits. Lots of fun stuff going up there constantly. Lots of good uh, episodes, episodes, bonus episodes. We're having a lot of fun over there. And just so you know, you get two extra episodes a month if you subscribe to our $5 a month level. Yeah, and if we're feeling a little extra saucy, we might get more than two episodes, extra mm-hmm. episodes a month. But they're fun episodes. Please join us over there. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And uh, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some lovely reviews popping up lately. We really appreciate it. And uh, anything else, Skylar, you want to say? Um, just for the love of God, please don't stay squawky. Don't, squ- don't stay squawky or squatty either. Oh, cause she's outside peeing. Yeah, don't squat. You know, don't stay squatty. If you have theories on why she squats outside to pee, Aunt Gail, DM us, oh, please. Man. Aunt Gail squat DMs. We'll, we'll read them on next week's episode. We'll see y'all next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.